0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Reincarnated Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Stishon, and once again I'm bringing you another one of the scariest, creepiest, and most skin crawling tales of terror that the Golden Age of Radio had to offer. For this episode, We ask for more quiet, please, as we follow a man's journey into recreation and his hunt for the perfect brain in this modern retelling of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Today, the cast of Doug Shapiro, Jenna Pinchbeck, and myself reincarnate Is This Murder, which originally aired on January 16th, 1949. So turn off the lights, gather round, and if you get scared, just remember, these tales scared your grandpappy first, And enjoy the Reincarnated Radio Podcast.
1: Thank you very much for coming to see me. I would have come to your office, but uh, I'm sorry. Infirmities prevent my going out. That's why I have to have it so dark in here, too. I hope you won't mind. Do sit down. Would you care for a drink? There's some excellent sherry there on the sideboard. At least, I've been told this excellent. Amontillado, I think. Oh, I don't indulge myself, but you help yourself. Please do. Like the stuff that the good Montresor was drowned in in Poe's delightful story, The Cask of Amontillado. You remember the story, of course? Yes. Well, help yourself. I asked you to come here because I think I need some legal advice. About murder. I'm afraid I'm a little hazy about things legal, so, uh, do you mind? Like the sherry? I've been told it's excellent. Uh, help yourself. Why, I hardly know where to start, but, uh... That door? That's my workshop. I haven't been in there in quite some time. Artificial limbs? Rather unusual ones, if I do say so myself. I've invented a few devices, you see, and they've been quite successful. Oh, yes. A great many persons wear hands, arms, legs, and so on that I invented. You didn't know my assistant, of course. Why, I don't know. I don't know where he is. As a matter of fact, it's Dan I wanted to talk to you about. Dan and Joyce. Joyce was his sweetheart. No, no, I didn't murder them. It's rather an awkward story to tell. Are you sure you're comfortable? Good. Have you ever read the works of Mary Wollstonecraft Shelley? Never heard of her. Well, she was the wife of the poet Percy Bysshe Shelley. She was a novelist. She died in 1890, nearly 60 years ago. But I'm afraid one of her novels is more or less, uh, responsible for what I'm going to ask you about. You don't... I mean, you aren't familiar with her works... Why, the best-known novel she wrote was Frankenstein. Oh, it's nothing at all like the Frankenstein you've seen in pictures. No Boris Karloff, no Bela Lugosi with a flageolet, no weird castles. But it's a powerful book, with a very important message. You haven't read it? Well, perhaps you ought to. I was talking with Dan about it one day in the workshop there. We could just about make us a monster with all this equipment here, Ernest. Not a monster, Dan, old boy. I do better than Mr. Frankenstein did. At least mine would be good looking. Wouldn't need any spare parts of dead people either. No, indeed. How'd you get it to work, though? That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> This new arm almost has its own brain. Not much like the one that, uh, uh, Lionel Atwill? Was that his name? Yeah. Lionel Atwill. Wore in the picture. The one he had to manipulate with his other hand. No good without a brain and some live muscles to put it to work, though, is it? Nothing is. It's an intriguing thought, isn't it? What? A synthetic man. Wouldn't have to feed him. Wouldn't have to pay him wages. And he'd be good and strong. Duralumin arms and legs. Chrome steel fingers and
0: plastic muscles.
1: Chromium-plated head with wide-angle lenses for eyes. Microphones for ears. And what for a brain?
0: You know what Frankenstein used. A brain, but the wrong kind of
1: brain. That was in the picture. He, uh, he got a criminal brain by mistake, remember? I wonder what would have happened if he had gotten a good brain for him. You've got the book and the pictures
0: mixed up, boy. All right, all right. But, um, well, what would happen if you could make a synthetic man and put a real good human brain in it? Hmm. I mean, wouldn't it be something? Wouldn't it be... Just think of the muscles that never tire. A man, a thinking man, that couldn't be harmed by disease, that would be capable of superhuman things that would learn forever.
1: Nice, but impracticable, boy. I wonder. Well, now, look, Dan, don't you go messing up my nice, clean workshop with mechanical men. Ordinary ones are trouble enough.
0: That's what Joyce thinks, too.
1: Get to work, boy. And be careful with that elbow, will you? It bends the other way. You try some more, Sherry. I'm told it's excellent. Oh, yes. Murder. We were talking about. Let me collect my thoughts. Oh! Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, this first conversation, uh, that I've repeated to you, took place about six months ago. I beg your pardon? Where is Dan? Well, I'm sure I haven't the faintest idea. If you don't mind, I... I like to be orderly. Methodical. I think the next occurrence was Joyce's visit to me. Or rather, uh, I met her in a cocktail lounge downtown. Yeah, I hadn't been there in a long time. I dropped in one afternoon, uh, it was three or four weeks later, and I was drinking the lemonade, I remember. Oh, no, no. No, thanks. No, Sherry. Uh, but you help yourself. Can you find the bottle all right? Yeah, it's so dark in here, but I'm afraid I have to have it that way. Uh, oh, forgive me. Well, I was sitting quietly, drinking my lemonade, and she suddenly appeared alongside me, sat down at the table before I saw her almost... Why, Joyce, I said.
2: Hello, Ernest. What are you drinking?
1: Lemonade. (laughs) Of course. Will you have one?
2: Mm, No, thanks. I've got to run.
1: Oh, but do have a... No,
2: I I had a drink. (laughs) I'm just leaving. Matter of fact, I had two drinks. Three, if you must know. Why? What's the matter? Oh, Dan stood me up again. Dan?
1: Stood you up? Third time in a week now. Why, how come, Joyce? I thought you and he... You tell me. Well, I... I, I'm sure I don't know. I...
2: You mean you aren't making him work nights at the workshop?
1: Well, I certainly am not.
2: Well, that's where he is, all right.
1: At the workshop?
2: That's what he says.
1: Joyce, uh, my dear, the workshop's right in my own home. If Dan has been in there... Oh? Oh, my goodness. Now what have I said?
2: If he isn't at the shop, where is he?
1: Why, I don't know.
2: Look, Ernest... I happen to love that guy. And if he isn't...
1: Now, I'd stake my life, Joyce. He isn't out with somebody else. Uh, another girl, I mean.
2: For his sake, I hope not, Ernest. Because if I catch him cheating on me... (laughs) Do you know what I'll do? I'll murder him.
1: I beg your pardon. No, she didn't murder him. I'm sorry to keep you in suspense, but I'm afraid I'll have to tell you the story in my own way, if you please. Well, Joyce went away, and I thought to myself, uh, my goodness, that Dan is a very foolish fellow. That's a very attractive girl, I said to myself. Dan oughtn't to play fast and loose with her. And she loves him, too, I said to myself. And I shuddered a little when I said it. I didn't like the way she said, I'll murder him. No, sir, I didn't like it. But she was a very attractive girl. What? Yes, I know I said was a very attractive girl. A slip of the tongue, sir. As far as I know, she still is. Well, anyway, I taxed Dan with it the next morning. Dan, you look tired. I am tired, Ernest. Sleeping all right? All right. Here you've been working nights. Who told you that? Joyce. Oh. Oh. Said you were working here at the shop? She did? I know you haven't been working here at the shop, because I'd have known it. Well, of course you would. Have you been working?
0: If I have, it's been on my own time, Ernest.
1: Joy seems to
0: think it's her time, too.
1: What are you up to, Dan? Listen, Ernest, do I ever pry into your affairs? Now, you don't need to take that tone with me, Dan. I- I- I'm- I'm- I'm sorry. Dan, that girl loves you. So what? Well, now, really, Dan... I'm
0: sorry, Ernest, but I've got so many things to think about, and my... I'm sorry.
1: Can I help you, Dan? You'd think I've gone crazy. You've never shown any signs of it, old boy. Let's get to work. But I really do think you ought to give more... consideration to Joyce, old boy. Listen, Ernest,
0: you know that talk we had a few weeks ago? Frankenstein. Frankenstein? Oh. That's right. Have you been letting that prey on your mind, Dan? I've done more than that. Come here. What? What? Come here.
1: See? Well, I'll be...
0: I told you. I've done more than just think.
1: Do you know what he'd done? I looked. The gleaming chromium-plated head duralumin arms and legs.
0: And the fingers are the highest test chrome steel, Ernest. I used your industrial-type hand, you see. I haven't installed the lenses for the eyes, but there's the selenium cells for light to react on. I got two small microphones for the ears. And, and look! The hands and arms and the legs all controlled by this selenon. Why,
1: well, you're a fool, Dan. Sure,
0: but isn't she a beauty, Ernest? You're a fool. If only he had a brain.
1: Who's that? I'll go. Lock that thing up. Who is it?
2: Why, good morning, Joyce. Is Dan here? Oh, there he is. Well, hello, Dan. Hello. I wonder if you remember we had a date last night? I'm...
0: I'm sorry, I was busy.
2: Busy? Where? Here?
0: Yeah,
1: here.
2: Was he here, Ernest?
1: Yes, he was here. Oh, alone? Yeah, I was... Well, he was, uh... Well? He was alone, Joyce. I don't believe it. Tell her, Dan. Listen, what I'm trying to say
2: is... Tell me what? Tell me what, Dan?
1: Look, this is all foolishness. Joyce... Cut it out, Ernest, cut it out.
2: No, go ahead, Ernest.
1: I'll tell you what I was doing. Hold it, Dan. Uh, look here, Joyce. Dan's been working on a project of his own. What's her name? It isn't a her, Joyce. No? Show her, Dan. Now, look here, I... Stop being a fool. Show her. Unlock the cabinet there. Don't you see her being a fool, Dan? Open the cabinet. I don't want to show her.
2: Open it.
0: What's that? It's a mechanical... It's
2: it's a monster! (laughs) (laughs) Who do you think you are, Dan? Frankenstein?
0: I told you that I was...
2: Let's see it. Does it work?
1: Certainly does work.
2: Can it walk?
1: Well, it's made out of some of the artificial limbs I invented. And a lot of other things, too.
2: Can it talk?
0: Bring it out, Dan. It can't talk yet, but... Wow. Marvelous. I'll make it move, Dan. Well, look out. I'll, I'll, I'll make it raise its arms. You press this button here. <gasps> See?
2: Uh, the other arm, Dan. Wow, it's wonderful. Oh, Dan! Dan!
1: Yes, that was the first mishap. That mechanical arm... That arm of sturdy Duralumin with the fingers of chrome steel smashed down on the back of Dan's neck like a sledgehammer. Oh, no. He wasn't killed. That's... not the murder I'm going to ask you about. He was... paralyzed. That is, his legs were paralyzed. He was in the hospital three and a half months. The doctors did everything they could for him, but there wasn't anything that really could be done. He was helpless... Do have another glass of the sherry. It's excellent, I'm told. Dan used to drink it. And Joyce? Joyce loved it. What? Yes, yes, I know. I didn't mean to use the past tense. I suppose she still loves it. Huh? Oh. No, sir. I. I assure you, I'm telling you. Uh, what do they say in court? Uh, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Yes, indeed. Oh. "'Why, we brought him back here, of course. "'No relatives, so far as I know. "'And we were very close, Dan and I. "'Oh, yes, Uh, Joyce was here frequently. "'Yeah, that girl really loved... loves that boy. "'I suppose it was really pretty frightful "'having to lie in bed all the time, unable to move. "'Joyce used to stay here all day and sit with him. "'Then at night, I'd come in his room "'and the three of us would sit around and talk.' Oh, mostly about robots. Mechanical men. Monsters. And I brought the man, uh, the machine, into his room so we could tinker with it while we talked. And we talked a great deal about it. How do you know it won't work if we put a brain in it, Ernest? It isn't possible, Dan. Frankenstein's worked. Dan, that's a story. Maybe. But maybe it's true. How would you get a brain, Dan? Frankenstein got a brain.
2: And look what happened.
1: Yeah, but that was a criminal brain. Look, Dan, even if you could, by some miracle, attach a brain to this thing... It would work. But it wouldn't work right. Why, Ernest? Because man has no business playing around with such things.
0: You think any brain would turn out to be... evil?
1: Just to punish a man for trying to create a superhuman thing like this? That's exactly what I think.
2: Where would you get a brain, Dan?
1: I don't know. Uh, stop talking this nonsense. The thing is, Ernest, I don't think it's nonsense. Well, it is.
2: Where would you get a brain? If I knew a doctor...
0: Well, you don't.
2: How would you know the brain wouldn't be evil?
0: I'd make sure of that. How? I'd
1: select it very carefully. Will you stop talking about this? (laughs) Does this scare you, Ernest? You... you... you don't have to be so gruesome.
0: I'd take a woman's brain, I think. Women are smarter than men. Want to, uh, lend me your brain, Joyce?
2: No, I should say not. You'd have a
0: fine time, Joyce. You'd live forever. I do not want to live forever. And nothing could hurt you. You could do anything you wanted. And have to live in
2: that metal skeleton? No thanks.
1: You'd never be hungry.
2: I like being hungry.
1: Never be tired? Yeah, I like to be tired, boy.
0: I just wish I could put my own brain into it. Then I could get up and walk around,
1: do things, go places. Oh, stop this morbid talk. This is a play toy, Dan. You talk as if it's coming to life any minute. All it needs is a good brain, Ernest.
2: Well, I'll tell you what I'd do, Dan. You tell me where to get a brain, and I'll get it for you, and we'll make a million dollars. How's that? Well, good night. I'm going home. Gee, I'd certainly hate to have Frankenstein here put his arms around me.
1: Is this murder... I mean, suppose a man does take a human brain and put it into the frame of a mechanical robot. Charge it with colloids that simulate blood in the very brain structure itself. Suppose he does it successfully. Is this murder? No, wait. Before you answer, suppose that the brain goes right on living. Suppose that the operation, if you want to call it an operation, uh, suppose it works. The brain will never die. Life goes on. The only thing that's missing is the body it once inhabited. Is this murder? The only effect is that somehow or other, while it's in the body, the brain is capable of fine, noble feelings, of love, affection, friendship, of all the virtues, in addition to all the vices. Yes, that's true, but, but when it's transplanted... Well, look at the Frankenstein story. When it's transplanted, the virtues are missing. Only the vices remain. Intelligence? Yes. Awareness? Sentience? But good is gone. Only evil remains. But that's not the question, sir. If the body only is killed, and the mind survives forever, is this murder? You don't have to answer yet. Oh, you... You think you know what I'm driving at? Well, we'll see. No, have another drop of sherry. Do. I've almost finished. Then you can judge, because I have another question for you. This final thing happened night before last. I went into Dan's room and he was soldering a wire onto the round chromium-plated head of this thing, of uh, this monster. Joyce was sitting alongside him, watching closely. She didn't see Dan wink at me as I closed the door. Hello, Ernest. How do you feel, Dan? Me? I feel fine. Yeah? How are you, Joyce?
2: Well, I've got a little headache, Ernest.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Have an aspirin.
2: I took one.
1: Too bad, dear. Well, how's it going, Dan? I'm more convinced than ever, Ernest. If you only had a brain. If I only had a brain. Joyce, I... I wish you could do something to snap this fellow out of this. Why? Why? Because... (laughs) Are you starting to believe this nonsense, Joyce?
2: Well, I don't believe it's nonsense, Ernest. You see? She's got her brain, Ernest. Why, certainly she... (laughs) Oh, Dan. (laughs) I'm going to take that thing away from you.
0: Take away my pretty Frankenstein?
1: Oh, well, I should say you're not. Dan, listen. I don't want to say this, but uh, I'm afraid... I mean, Joyce, don't you... I mean, won't you help me? Help you what? Get Dan's mind off this thing, I mean. No, she won't. Joyce, I... If
2: Dan could only get a brain.
1: Joyce.
0: Ernest, won't you help me? I will not. Please, Ernest. It's all ready now. All it needs. Stop that.
2: Don't, Ernest.
0: Come on, Ernest. Help me.
1: I won't. Ernest. Joyce, do you know what he's going to do? What? He's going to... Ernest. I know what you're going to do. I know what's in your mind, and I won't help you.
2: What's he going to do, Ernest? What's in his mind?
0: Come here, Joyce. Lean over here.
2: Dan, darling.
0: Closer.
1: No.
2: No, stop. Stop, Dan.
1: Stop! (laughs) And when I came to, all there was in my mind was a confused memory of pain in my throat and bright lights and confused voices and Joyce's laughter. I tried hard to think. I was dazed. I found I was lying on the floor. I got up, slowly, and I saw Dan still lying on the bed. He was smiling at me. He said something.
0: How do you feel, Ernest?
1: No. I couldn't make it out. And then I heard his voice.
0: How do you feel, Ernest?
1: And I tried to answer, and it was a long time before my voice came. And finally I said, I said, Where's Joyce?
2: Why, here I am, Frankenstein.
1: And I stretched out my hand to steady myself, and I looked at my hand, and I looked in the mirror, and I saw a round chromium-plated head with lenses for eyes, and... You can turn on the light now if you want to. I ask you the question again. Is this murder? It is. And if a steel and duralumin robot takes a life, or more than one life, is this murder? Because I have been murdered, you say. I do not live. I cannot commit murder. Very well. I told you how the force of evil has taken hold of my brain. No, I didn't kill Dan, or Joyce. Not yet. I told you I didn't know where they are. I do. They're in the workshop back there. I locked her in the closet where my... my body used to be. Dan! Why, he's paralyzed, remember? His hands are strong, but against chrome steel? It won't be murder, will it? It won't be murder either when I kill you first.
0: And that concludes our reincarnation of Is This Murder? from Quiet Please and another episode of the Reincarnated Radio Podcast. I'd like to thank my cast for helping me bring the script back to life and new episodes of the Reincarnated Radio Podcast can be found every Thursday on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram so you never miss an announcement and leave us a review while you're at it. Tell us what you think. Hopefully we raised a hair or two. But for now... That's it for me, Dave Stishon, and the rest of us at the Reincarnated Radio Podcast, where we scared your grandpappy first.